Welcome to The Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey, Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 19, Goal Setting. To learn more about us and the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our patron program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. So today we thought we'd talk about uh, setting goals and and kind of the do's and don'ts and, and kind of share how um, things that have worked in our life and things that haven't worked. Um, I think, you know, we all have goals and, and objectives we're trying to reach in our life. And I think, uh, you know, I really do believe there's a, a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times not having certain uh, uh, aspects set up or, you know, checkpoints and stuff can help you or cause you to lead astray and, and not, not really accomplish everything you want to. Yeah. I'm a you know, huge proponent of, of goal setting, um, and kind of like in a sense to like just visualizing what it is, um, that we want to accomplish in our lives and it being more than just simply a thought. Yeah. Like I think that if you have a thought and you really haven't kind of set out how you're going to get there or, or, um, really define the goal, I think a lot of time it's really more of a wish than anything, uh, because you don't have that roadmap to get you there. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of things from little goals to big goals to, to um, you know, ex- extremely massive goals. I mean, it, it is really a wide variety. And I think that, um, you know, being able to set those goals is one of the most helpful ways to start making progress in our lives. Um, but at the same time, you got to make sure that, uh, you know, you do take the time to really think it out and structure it out. Yeah. I I think, you know, with, with all these goals that, you know, we might have in our various lives, I mean, one of the biggest things is kind of mapping it out in essence. And, you know, every goal is going to have its own, you know, trajectory that you're going to have to follow. Um, and that's, you know, you could have five people that all have the same goal and every single person's path to get to that goal is going to look wildly different. But one thing that should be the same for everybody is setting that goal initially and, and writing it down, you know, making note of it and making it a physical, tangible thing, you know, more than just a simple thought and, and then planning it out and, you know, at least kind of ripping it apart and trying to figure out, okay, how am I best going to be able to achieve this? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a good example for me is when, when I gained a lot of weight and I was overweight, right, I always had a goal or more, probably more of a wish um, that I would lose weight and get back in shape. Uh, but that's really all it was, is more of a thought that, um, you know, one day I'm going to be thinner than I am now, but there really wasn't any planning or any steps taken to even make an effort to kind of make that change in my life at the time. And I think... Uh, you know, looking back to when I was able to lose weight and the different um, choices I made and structures I put in place really helped me actually accomplish the goal rather than 
uh, just kind of sitting around wishing more than anything, I think, uh, to take care of that problem. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a big part of it, you know, because I think when something's just a thought, you know, it is just that it's just a thought. It's just something we're wishing, you know, it might be on our mind on and off, but when you actually start to turn it into a goal and one that's clearly defined, because I think that's a very important part of goal setting is that it should be relatively clearly defined um, to help us kind of figure out what those next steps need to be for us to start working toward that goal. And so, you know, I, I think that, you know, beyond that though, too, um, you know, we've all had goals in our lives where, you know, we haven't been able to attain them. And it's kind of like, well, why is that? You know? And I think when a lot of people look at goals, I think a lot of times they're looking at a thought or a wish and they haven't really necessarily made it a goal yet. And it's not to say that you're going to necessarily be able to meet every single goal you set for yourself. Um, I mean, I, I feel it could happen. It's just that you have to start to define it. And then as you define it and you start to put it into practice and trial and error, it that's where you're going to start to learn how attainable is it for you? What does this need to look like? And, and you can really start to put it into good practice and, and figure out what it's going to take from, for you to get from point A to point B essentially. Yeah. I think that's a huge reason on, uh, you know, why, why we don't attain the goals we want to is because I think that like for me, when I look back at things that I didn't succeed in or, or didn't really reach my full potential, I think, you know, I think part of it was I didn't actually take the steps to, to really push for that goal. Um, you know, the things that were necessary to accomplish it. But at the same time, I think that I might've, you know, kind of fair weather made a plan or an assumption of what I wanted to do and then didn't take any steps, which caused me to then become frustrated with myself. Right. Cause you're like, well, I want to get to this point, but it's not working. And I think, um, in goal setting, it's important to make sure that you're, you are upfront and honest with yourself on, on where, where you are on the goal and what effort you actually are putting in. Cause a lot of those things I look back on and think I really didn't do much to help myself grow or, or, um, and that's probably cause it was in the ideas phase or, or just didn't make enough commitment. Um, but I think those things are huge on, you know, causing us to, I guess you could say fail or not attain the, the goals that we set out to do is because there's such a wide gap a lot of times between, um, setting the goal or setting your expectations for yourself and then actually accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and that can really cause, cause you not to, not to be successful if you don't, um, entertain and kind of program yourself to get through that gap to your, your ultimate destination. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads into another good point because, you know, just like you're saying there, there might be that gap and, you know, depending on what your goal is, um, that could look wildly different for, for every type of goal you have or for every person. And, and, you know, along with that though, what I think that leads into is the fact that there are so many different types of goals out there. Um, you know, there's, um, you know, for me, I kind of look at it in this context of short, mid and long-term goals. And when you start to set a goal though, regardless if it's a short-term, 
midterm, long-term goal, um, there's components that kind of need to come in line with getting that goal set. And I think, you know, a big part of that, and I think what a lot of people often do first and foremost is they start to limit themselves. And I think they look too specifically into what their goal is and their life at that very current moment in time. And, and then they don't maybe find it realistic or this, that, and the other. Right. And, and then it starts to set kind of these self-limiting beliefs and we start to limit our goals, our thoughts, our dreams, our wishes, whatever. And, and then we don't kind of set ourselves up for success. And along with that though, is kind of the planning phase and, and setting up some sort of a structure to get again from A to B with the goal that we're setting forth for ourselves. Yeah, I think you're very right. I think, um, you know, limiting ourselves, I think we do kind of tend to feel like you said at the, at the onset, focus on the barriers we have in front of us instead of how are we going to change these barriers or alter our life to give us a better probability of success? Um, and I think even, you know, talking about barriers in your way, I think that really begins at the definition of your goal, right? Is it a goal or is it a wish? Because um, ensuring you're setting something, setting goals that are something that you truly want to attain, um, and then also setting up those uh, midpoints and and basically self-checks, I think I like to call them, um, to ensure that you do stay on track and stay focused and don't get bored. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, while we're kind of on that topic too about wishes and goals, and I think to me there's a big difference because I think a lot of people look at, you know, I have a dream or I have a wish of doing this or I have a goal. They kind of cluster those things into one category. And though they kind of can be in some aspects – I think that what we we fail to do is is look at kind of the commitment, if you will, behind those things. Because to me, if I'm just saying, you know, I wish I could get a new car, right? Well, I probably could get a new car, but if I'm just simply saying I wish I could, and then it's that, it's a simple thought and a, a simple wish that I just you know, made mentally, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm moving past it. It becomes a goal when we determine that we are committed to wanting to do this and that we're going to figure out a way to get that new car, right? And, you know, I think dreams are even a little, you know, they could coincide more with a wish, but usually I think with dreams, I think is something that a lot of times we're thinking of over and over and over again. You know, it's, it's a dream that we one day have, but it's almost like we haven't been able to commit ourselves to it or it's something that we're not, you know, figuring is going to be attainable for us. So we just almost write it off. Like, like it's a larger than life wish, right? Like, and, and we just keep revisiting it through life, but all of those things could become a goal. We just have to take that first step, which is commitment and make it a goal. We have to commit ourselves to wanting this enough that we're going to put some focus on it and, and spend some of our time and energy to figure out how are we going to get it? Yeah. It's like put it into, take that action Yes, and moving forward and, um, you know, growing it and fostering it into a goal that could, you know, one day be attained. 
Um, I think too, you know, along talking with, with short, mid and long-term do- goals, how do we, you know, how do we chip away and begin moving forward in these goals and uh, making sure that we set ourselves up for success in the long run? Um, there's a lot of different goal setting techniques out there um, that run the gamut. And, you know, one of the ones that I've used in the past is smart goals. Um, and it's boiled down basically to there's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound or based um, goals. And that's, you got to think of this as like the, the base of the foundation, right? And then you build on it to, to really mold and, and tweak your goals into it to make sure it works for you. Um, but what this, you know, we can break it apart. The first part specific. So, you know, we want to make sure that when we are setting goals, we're not really going on a broadband, um, picture like, you know, one day I don't want to have to work. I want to retire early. Well, that's a pretty broad idea of, I want to retire early. Specific would be like, you know, I want to, you know, I want to work and be able to retire at 55. Um, and I guess that would be more specific, but yeah. um, really just getting more meat in the goal instead of just a broad, a broad uh, example. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, it, and I kind of bring this, you know, this larger than life goal, right? So if I have a goal like that, where, you know, I just don't want to have to work, right? <laughs> that's where the smart goals come in because you can then start setting smaller goals and ones like Josh said that are more specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound, all that stuff. But the specific piece of it is, you know, kind of honing in on something that what's, what's a step that I can take right now that could help get me to my larger goals, if you will. And you're kind of breaking this stuff down into manageable chunks. Um, would be a good way to kind of put that. So like if your goal was to retire at 55, you know, that's, that's your, you know, not only your specific goal, but that's also your time base as well. Right. Like I want to attain this by the time yep. I'm 55. I want to have made enough money, put enough in retirement. And then it's kind of looking at, okay, the measurability of it now. Now, you know, I'm 33, for example. So if I'm looking from 33 to 55, then I can probably look down and see, okay, well, I need to, you know, have X amount to be able to retire um, comfortably. Mm -hmm. So how much do I need to start putting into my retirement now to make that happen? And then that's something that you can measure along that way. And while you're finding out, well, is this measurable? then you have attainable and you can kind of look at that attainability piece and see it kind of is this realistic. Yeah. 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 So, um, and you'll start to be able to assess those things as you go and, you know, be able to figure out, is this actually something that's going to be, you know, possible for me to do? Yeah. And then, you know, as you get down to attainable and you realize, well, that might not work. And you got to go back to measurability and specific and alter your goal to make it work. If it's, you know, maybe it's the time's not going to work. You need a couple more years um, to get the amount of money you need or, um, you know, whatever it might be in the goal. I think also how relevant is it um, to your situation? Um, looking at, at is, is it something that I can do what I'm doing 
or do I need to make even a change there and, and look at different jobs or, um, you know, whatever it might be in that situation. Yeah. And, you know, and when we talk about relevance too, it can be something as simple as like, you know, why is 55 my goal? Is there, is there a reason that that's the, the time I'm setting for myself, you know, um, stuff like that to look at. Um, but then making it time bound and based, which again, you know, if we're setting a goal of 55 for retirement, you know, that kind of is that, but then you've got to, you know, if you're looking at me, I'm 33 to 55. Right. And again, kind of that, that measurable piece falls. I mean, a lot of these things are very intertwined with one another, but the reality is, is that we have to look at, you know, am I able to do it within that time frame, and, and how, and then the biggest part though, is setting that commitment, right? That I am 33. I do want to retire for whatever reason when I turn 55 and I want to do so, you know, in a financially comfortable position. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, setting that, that time bound or time-based goal for ourselves kind of helps, I guess, if you will see the larger picture with it and allows you to kind of, you know, hold yourself accountable and push yourself to meet that goal. And like you were saying too, when, when we're back at this attainable standpoint, you know, maybe, maybe it's not attainable by, you know, maybe I'm not making enough money right now to put in the full amount that I've figured mathematically that I need to retire comfortably. So that might be the phase where you have to reframe this a bit. Well, maybe I need to get a promotion first. Maybe I need to make more money to be able to put that amount in. So it's kind of like, well, maybe now we need to reframe and refocus and actually add another goal in here, which is I still want to retire when I'm 55, but I need to maybe be putting in what I can right now into my retirement and then have a side goal over here of I need to work toward a promotion. Yeah. And then you start a whole new smart goal. I would like to get promoted and you kind of, you know, make start it specific. Back at the beginning, yeah, build all that, all those little ticks in there. Yep. Find what, what, what do you want your promotion to be? You know, are you in sales and you want to become a sales manager or an assistant manager, whatever that might look like, you make it specific and then you start to measure it, see if it's attainable, relevant and time bound for you. Yeah, it's kind of interesting too, when you look at it that way, cause you have basically a branch of goals that turn into other little goals um, that can become quite large um, and overwhelming. I think that, you know, a major point of being successful in your goals is also setting up those checkpoints because, you know, you could set up, you know, let's just use the retirement goal at an early age. And then you set up the other branch of getting a promotion. Well, what happens if you maybe get a huge promotion and you skip two? Well, then you got to go back to your original goal and make adjustments and recalculate the specifics of measurability and attainability and really adjust things as they go. So it's not really a one time we set our goals. The importance is that you use, you know, these tools, whether it be this method or a different method to really get your short, long and midterm goals in line and then also set those checks and balances to make sure that you can go back and assess on how am I doing? Do I need to tweak this this way or tweak it another way? Yep. And 
part of this, and this is why goal setting is so important, is because look at this example right there, right? You're wanting to retire. Say that that was your wish, right? Say you had wished upon yourself that, yeah, I I wish I could retire when I'm 55, and you left it at that. Well, A, you didn't set up any sort of plan of how to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't do that, would you have even realized like, oh, shoot, I actually need to get a promotion. I need to make more money. I'm not making enough as it sits to reach my desired, you know, financial outlook by the time I do want to retire. Yeah. So you start when you, when you start to goal set and you do it with the smart method, first and foremost, what it does is it starts to uncover a lot of things that maybe you weren't thinking about initially. Um, it wasn't on the forefront of your mind and it can open up some different thought processes or avenues for you to think about. And that's what makes goal setting so successful is the fact that you are thinking it all through. You're creating a plan, you're making it actionable, and you're ultimately taking steps to move forward with it. But one thing, and this is something I come back to all the time, and I personally, you know, there's something about writing this stuff down that makes it tangible. And I know I mentioned writing it down earlier, but it can't be said enough. And I have um, found how useful this is so many times. I can't even keep count anymore that I, I basically journal it. Um, So anytime I'm looking at where am I in life? Where do I want to go? What are my aspirations, my goals? What, what things do I want to achieve through the course of my life? I start to journal that stuff down. And for me, that's so important because like I mentioned earlier, that takes it from being a simple thought at the very least. And you're making it tangible. You're putting it on paper and it's something you can physically look at and you're kind of putting it out into the world in a sense. And it's not going to be just this passing thought that I had and now it's gone. I think it's like that first action step where you're really putting energy and effort into what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, you know, Logan mentioned, writing it down can help you really kind of solidify and reinforce yourself what the goal is or what you thought it might be. And it might change as you go through that journaling process or um, whatever you use to write it down. And it really just helps you kind of really work through it before you even start, which ultimately will hopefully help you you know, get the boil the, the goal down to something that is attainable and not really, you know, just starting a goal and kind of setting yourselves up for failure. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's so much to it that once you, once you have the thought, once you have that desire, you write it down and there's like a method of learning. Um, and I, I, I can't remember the name of the method personally, but, um, there's a lot of studies on it that if you see it, you hear it, you write it, you, you know, all that stuff, the more modes that you get, the more likely you are to remember it. So it just makes it that much more real, right? Is by putting it on paper. And I like to take it a few steps further though. I'm big about once I get it on paper and I've got my journal and whatnot, that usually stays at home. My journal doesn't go everywhere with me. So what I then do is I digitize it. 
I put it into my notes on my phone. So once I have a little bit more established goal, I put it into kind of my, my future goals, right? And put that in my phone so I can see it all the time. You could take a picture of it, whatever that might look like for you to digitize it, but then you have it with you at all times. And I like the notes version because then I can actually check stuff off. I can, you know, I can do that through my journal as well, but I can edit it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like a photo, that's a little difficult, you know, difficult to maintain, you know, you'd have to just take a new photo every time, I guess. Especially on the fly. Cause I mean, if you, as long as you have it digitized, you can make changes as you're thinking about it. Cause the odds of you remembering it later to go back and change the journal and all that's probably a little bit unrealistic. Yep. Well, and you brought up my next point too, is you can change it on the fly, which is nice because again, a lot of times I think that we just have these thoughts amidst our busy day or life, whatever it is we're doing, and then it becomes forgotten, you know? And it's a lot of time you like, you go back and it's like, well, what was I thinking about? Well, if you at least have it digitized in a note version, you can go in and add or change, remove whatever it is that you were just thinking about right into that note. And then if you want to go home and journal about it later, Uh you know, which I have found to be very helpful is to keep a lot of this stuff physically updated on paper as well. Um, it, it's just a huge benefit, but furthermore, after you digitize it, one thing I really do like to do, and I don't do this with everything personally, but, um, a lot of you listening may find this very helpful, um, whether it is with everything or just certain aspects, but is to actually print it out and then hang it up somewhere. Um, I usually don't do this in note form personally, um, I usually end up doing this through um, like vision or future boards, they're called. Um, And that's where I start to get that other piece, the visual piece. So I'm thinking it, I'll read it out loud sometimes, or I'll discuss it with my partner or close friend, um, things like that. I digitize it so I have it with me at all times. And then I will print it out usually in the form of pictures on these vision or future boards. And if you've never done one, you should look one up. They're just an extra little layer that can help you really, for me, it helps keep it on the forefront of my mind. And um, I've found that when I see these things on my like future board is what I personally call them, but they're commonly called vision boards. But um, is that you're constantly seeing it all the time. Um, I hang mine in a place where um, it's highly trafficked by me. (laughs) So I'm constantly looking at them. I'm seeing them. I'm looking at the pictures and it starts to make it so commonplace that um, it, it takes it from that like dream state to being a lot more tangible. And it's kind of weird how that process works, but your brain starts to look for things to try and make that happen as well. So if you've set yourself up with a good smart goal and you've kind of created a plan, you're always seeing these things and and thinking of them. And you're also, you have it readily available on your phone or whatever it might be. 
it, it really sets you up for the most likelihood of success because you always have these things kind of right at your fingertips. If you will. I think it also helps with like the gap period, right? It keeps you focused, keeps you, keeps it, like you said, at the forefront where you're always aware of it. If you have all these different areas you can check or you see it, especially the, the vision boards and being, you know, right there in your face in the, in the high traffic area. Um, I think it just helps solidify your good base and, and keep you a little bit on track as you go through. Yeah. The other part of that is, you know, when you get all these goals and, and vision boards and all this stuff set up is really making sure you have the tools to keep yourself accountable um, and on track for the goal. Cause I think that's where a lot of people fall short is even if you, you know, even if you take these steps and set up all these, um, you know, checks and balances and, and put a lot of effort into your goals, life is very, very fast paced and it's very easy to get distracted by you know, whatever it might be. I mean, it could be as simple as bills or your family or that just sidetrack you on your future goal and that making sure you have those accountability checkpoints um, even finding, you know, I use accountability partners, um, and just kind of surrounding yourself with a support system with like-minded people, um, to make sure that those goals are, are on track and that you're working on them. Yeah. And another big part to all of this too. So I've got journal it, digitize it, print it, hang it. And another part to this is to revisit it and modify it as needed. And, um, that's, a huge thing because our lives are busy and they are constantly ever changing. And sometimes the, the way that we maybe have planned out our goal, just much like the job, right? Maybe you need a promotion to get to that earlier retirement to be able to have enough money. Well, what happens? Okay. Now I've got this promotion that might make things look a little different. Uh-huh. Maybe my day-to-day lifestyle is different. Um, whatever. So we need to come back and revisit and modify. And then, you know, what you were talking about is a huge thing is that accountability piece and, and tracking. Um, Cause that's kind of my last piece to it is, is really trying to track, you know, everything that we're doing. And I personally, you know, through all this journaling stuff, one of the, the biggest things I found helpful for me is I often, over the years, I kind of forget my timeline. I forget where I was, what life looked like at a certain point in time and, or what year date that was, or how long it took me to get from point A to B and then from B to C and C to D, you know? Yeah. Um, and so journaling it down, um, has been a huge thing, um, for me. And one thing with tracking all that progress that I like to do is I, I actually will go in at the top of my journal. Each of my pages actually has a spot for a date and I will before I even start writing on a page. That's the first thing I write is I write the date that I had, whatever thought goal, whatever it is that I'm journaling down. And then I can always go back in time and I save all my journals as well. I don't get rid of them. Um, and so you know, that could become monotonous at some point because I am only 33 <laughs> and I just recently started journaling, you know, within the last probably four years or so. Um, more legitimately, I've always found I'm a list maker, yeah. um, but doing the smart goals and all this stuff um, has been within the last four years. And I've noticed that my journaling has um, gotten quite more extensive in what I'm writing down. It's more than just a simple, you know, list of items. It's 
you know, lists of items with all these break off branch off, you know, points that, you know, I want to move into. Well, I think that's a great point you brought up is the, um, really the reassessment that you can go back to years from now and see, cause I think that that's, you know, another fight when go when we're going and working towards goals is it, you know, it can be discouraging if it's not happening like we want to, or, um, I think the journaling also, you know, just thinking through it would really help you probably catch yourself when you're straying from what you need to be doing to accomplish your goals. If you go back and, and take a look and see, um, but then on the other hand, it could totally motivate you on a day where you think, well, it feels like I'm not getting anywhere. And you look back and you go, well, well look, look where I was six months ago as compared to where I am now. Yeah. Um, so that's a great tool um, to use and, and, you know, really double check yourself. Yeah. Well, and like you said, it, I mean, it, it does, it shows you how far along you've come first and foremost, but you know, we do get off track. Sometimes we, we fall off base and, you know, um, I mean, I'm still guilty of it too. I, I, like I said, I digitize it and I have it right there at my fingertips, but sometimes I am bad about looking at it. I get so wrapped up in whatever else I'm doing and we got to take those moments to pause and and revisit and, and kind of refresh ourselves on what were we trying to do here? Is that still in alignment with what it is that we still desire? And you know, look at all of that. And sometimes it helps remotivate us. Sometimes we need to make a little bit of a change, you know, or an adjustment. Things have changed. And that's the beauty of having it in all these different places is you can kind of go back and do your own self-research because, you know, I, I'm i forgetful. So, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I'll, I I will forget components of it. I might remember the, the general basis of it, but, um, but to be able to go back and look at this stuff, it kind of gets me right back on track, kind of sparks my, you know, uh, creativity, my desire, my drive, everything. Um, and it helps keep pushing me forward towards what it is that I'm wanting to attain. Yeah. And it really, I mean, it's, it ultimately builds the belief in yourself that you can, can attain the goals that you're setting out to, to achieve. Um, and I think that's a huge part of the the checkpoints and the other little minor goals that lead to the big goal um, is giving yourself those successes uh, along the way. Because if we wait and wait, it's easy to get discouraged that if you only have one thing that you're looking at and it takes you a long time to get there, everybody's going to get overwhelmed at some point. Um, So those little steps, you know, almost like a ladder, you're just building and building and building uh, and getting higher and higher and higher and closer to your goals can really help you just solidify that belief. Yeah. I think another uh, part to this too is that when you're starting to do this stuff, it is good to do some in-depth thinking and planning and what what have you, but don't overthink it and don't complicate it. Um, it can just muddy the waters sometimes. Um, and I think there's a fine line between that planning and, and researching process. I think it simply comes down to what at that very current moment in time do you desire that, that you want to fulfill and, and then trying to look at the immediate roadblocks around that or things that you need to overcome to get to that point and, um, what that's going to look like. But if it gets to a, a point where you're just having a tough time and you're going back and forth between a lot of stuff, you're probably overthinking and just complicating the matter. Um, so that's something I always, you know, tell people to, to just kind of, slow down, mm-hmm. think about it as rationally as you can and, and don't, you know, over muddy the waters. 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, along with that, keeping an open mind, really just um, allowing yourself some grace. I think that, you know, that you are, everything's not going to happen as we planned and that there's going to be mistakes and um, there's going to be struggles that you probably didn't even anticipate in our smart goal planning, but just knowing that, that you can, you know, keep assessing and reassessing and, and adjusting as you need and, and uh, just keep yourself positive as you go through the journey. Yeah. Well, and I, I think a, a part of that too, that uh, should be highlighted is, you know, keeping an open mind when you're looking at, at getting from point A to point B and you have this goal in mind, by keeping an open mind, you're you're staying open to all the possibilities and maybe some doors that might be open for you that could lead you right to that goal that you never even thought of before. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that some of us get so hyper-focused on what it is that we're trying to do that we also kind of put our blinders on sometimes. We're so focused on our goals that we actually like start to not see all these little paths that maybe we hadn't thought of before that could lead us right into that. So always try and stay open-minded as well and kind of, you know, stay focused on your goals, but, but try and see the, the stuff you're passing along the way too. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss those opportunities. Yeah. Well, it's time uh, for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, and other thoughtful moments. So today we've got a couple quotes for you. The first one here is by Mark Victor Hansen, and it says, By recording your dreams and goals on paper, you set in motion the process of becoming the person you most want to be. Put your future in good hands, your own. And the second quote we have for you is from Michael Phelps. I think goals should never be easy. They should force you to work, even if they are uncomfortable at time. At the time. Don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on new episodes, and you can also drop a review on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms. Until next time, enjoy the journey. Stay well.